0: what's going on everybody welcome to brandon's face it's the podcast about a playlist i'm jonathan beardsley and
1: i am brandon may
0: brandon may (laughs) sorry i was watching house (laughs) bunny this week and i've been doing that to everybody's (laughs) fucking certified (laughs) classic bro (laughs) bro the the bring your own mouse idea was legitimately great (laughs) and i'm bummed nobody took it seriously
1: (laughs) oh my god man it's funny because uh we uh yeah, my, my boy and I used to watch that movie all the time. And that shit is so funny. Every once in a while I'll text him and just say, I'm allergic
0: to Azithromycin. <laughs> yes. This for those listening, this is a pro the house bunny starring on a Ferris podcast.
1: Yeah. If you're not a fan of the House Bunny, you might not be a fan of us.
0: Um well, you might be. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. We, We have a lot of great music to talk about this week. But before we get into that, I wanted to have a little pre show chat. One, because we have not in a while and two, because it's the week of Coachella and you're as close to the epicenter of the festival as you can possibly get without being at it. So with it starting tomorrow, what's it like out there right now? Like, can you can you feel it?
1: Yes, the energy is palpable, and so is the dust. As is tradition during uh, Coachella Day Zero, we have a lot of wind uh, out here in the valley. I was, uh, if anybody's, uh, if ever, if anybody's ever been here, you can tell you you know that the mountains are obviously picturesque in whatever direction you decide to look. Mm-hmm. On my way home today, I could see
0: zero mountains. So of course, <laughs> so. To that note, are you noticing a lot more people in the area already too?
1: Yeah, so I was on my way to work this morning, uh, five forty-five a.m. Driving down Fifty Second, I drive by the polo fields every day. Line was wrapped around the corner for camping, and you know, oh, kind of, yeah. it just warms my heart, man. It just warms my heart. Uh, Did you ever camp? No, I've never camped because I've always lived here. And like, why would I camp when I have uh, my own bed and my own shower at home?
0: You know? Wow. Wow. Shade to me because I did camp there once (laughs) while living there. Honestly, I'm
1: kind of, of, I kind of regret that I never did because it really is the best experience, but.
0: Honestly, I kind of regret that I did. It was not the best experience. It was so dirty. I feel like if you have the right facilities and have prepared correctly, then it wouldn't be bad, but. Yeah, man, I, I did not personally love it. I ended up having to take like a car home, I think, Saturday or Sunday morning just to shower and stuff. It, it was getting pretty rough.
1: Yeah, and we always had people staying with us. So we ended up, you know, having to share our, our one shower in our one bedroom apartment or whatever. But it, it was always a lot better, I think, than having to wait in line to sh- shower in a porta a shower. Um, yeah. And then uh, – well- and now then, you're getting
0: too old, so now you can't do it right, <laughs>
1: right? Um, and then also, I i drive by a couple of dispensaries on my way to work, and uh, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people at the dispensary, so thanks for shopping local, everybody.
0: Yeah, shout out those people. Um, has there been a buzz like among the locals you talk to or work with this year?
1: Um, yes, and no, uh, it really depends. Some people are saying that the lineup is garbage, the people who are kind of like into music as a whole Are like, I need to see the chemical brothers and as they should, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have uh, a few of the, a uh, few of the, few of my coworkers going on, going on a weekend too, uh, which is great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's been kind of uh it's been kind of a, well, if I get a free ticket, I'll go. And a lot of people end up getting free tickets. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's so easy to be desensitized to Coachella living out there. I know I was by like two or three years living out there. Right. I've been to um, nine of them. So Yeah, this is this isn't a Stone Roses headliner. This isn't a bad lineup as far as I'm concerned.
1: No, you know, there there's a lot of people that have been like, I mean, I really want to see Rosalía and Bad Bunny, which is which is awesome, you know. they if if they yes. happen to get in for those sets, good for them.
0: Yes, I agree. Um fence jump if you have to. Um, of the people you know going, who are they most excited to see this year?
1: I have hyped everybody up on the Chemical Brothers. I introduced uh, of at least four people to the Chemical Brothers, and they they didn't really they like they had kind of heard you know like uh, like um, block rock and beats you know, mm-hmm. but they had never like dived in. And so I I created a playlist for some of the guys at work, and every once in a while I walk by I walk by, and you know we have we have speakers playing and uh people we we you know we let people bump music as loud as they really want to and uh yeah every once in a while yep. I'll, I'll i'll swing by and i'll hear i'll hear some chemical brothers coming out of the room and i'll be like yep that's that and then <laughs> uh and then also uh boris brecca
0: oh yeah. that's a good recommendation that one i feel like especially to people who have not been in a EDM like atmosphere a lot of times that'll be a great show
1: well one of these guys shout out to Edwin here he uh, he asked me uh, last year when he went he was like who's the must see and I was like bro you, last year last year's lineup I was like dude do not miss Duck Sauce and so he didn't he went and came back from the festival and was like Tristan I like EDM <laughs>
0: So, yeah, duck sauce fucking rules right
1: so he, he's been he's been yeah he, uh, he came up to me today and was like hey bro can you help me fill in some of these gaps and i was like yeah bro go see sasha and digweed
0: <laughs> another <fucking> great recommendation <laughs> so other than the chemical brothers as somebody streaming who are you most excited for
1: uh i really want to see uh i really want to see eric prids uh the hollow yes. shell um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, record Frank Ocean for you. So you have whatever performance he puts on on Sunday, uh, cemented in stone. I am excited uh, to watch Benny. Benny is me and my wife. We're, we're both pretty stoked to, to get that to get that set like right
0: away. And then I am pretty so
1: curious, so curious how big Knock Loose's crowd is going to be.
0: I am very curious about that as well. I think that outside of the obvious acts I'm looking forward to, there's a lot of potential moments that I'm looking forward to. I think Calvin Harris dropping Miracle is going to be a moment. Uh, What Frank Ocean will or won't do is going to be a moment. Kaytrenada has to bring out Amine, right? I mean,
1: at this point, since the project has been announced and a single was dropped last week, yes, I would say. He'd be dumb to not promote that new project of his. Yes.
0: Uh, as you mentioned, what hollow is going to look like at Coachella. That should be interesting. We're going to have as good of a view as everybody there because they're all going to be watching it through their phone.
1: <laughs> what do <laughs> you mean, your phone's bro? down, people. What do you mean? Dude, yeah, li- I've live been in to the a moment. few
0: concerts these past few years, big and small, and it, it's pervasive. I'll tell you that.
1: Uh, live in the moment people if you're listening to this just hit us up on Instagram and I'll will send you a Google Drive link for whatever set you're looking for um yep. and then there's another there's another there's one other set that I'm really excited to stream Who's that? Uh, i hope people show up to the set although it's unlikely with who they're you know stacked up against toby gleigway
0: Oh, fuck yeah, Dude, Toby's going to have a crowd. Trust me. I and sure hope so, man. And teasing that he's he's got something special planned for this show, which I do not doubt. His road to um,
1: Tobchella uh, YouTube <laughs> YouTube Toby. show is fun.
0: And we'll be talking about a new Toby song here pretty soon. Um, I feel like Rosalia has to bring out her fiance, Raul, to perform probably all of RR, right?
1: It's got to be, right? It's only what? 20 20 minutes or so so it's three
0: songs yeah and they're all fantastic um i was gonna say porter's final nurture show but he posted today the set times came out and we'll get into that like you know main stage 415 very excited dot 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 this might not be the final nurture show and i have some theories as to why we can get into that in a little bit um, the list of potential moments goes on, but moments aside, let's let's take a li- look at this year's set times and give some of our personal recommendations, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it, man.
0: Okay, so Friday, what time are you getting there? You don't have to pick somebody from twelve on. What time are you getting there?
1: <laughs> uh, a lot. There's been a lot of buzz in the underground about Kyle Watson, so I would get there probably about one o'clock, so I could apply sunscreen on the on the festival. Uh, in, in the line for the Yuma or in the beer garden so I could grab a grab a fresh afternoon crispy boy to see Kyle Watson at 2 p.m.
0: All right. I will get there at 2 p.m. with you, put on sunscreen, get a little bit of a, a buzz on. And then I think from there, I think the move is catch what the end of Dami and J.D. Beck and wait for Benny.
1: Yeah, I think I think Benny's definitely the next move for sure. Yep.
0: And Benny over Saba and Dochi is not easy, but I think Benny's the move there. And probably geographically, that's smart, too. You wouldn't be walking too far.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things where hip-hop has always been weird live for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everybody can hate me if they want for that, but I love Run the Jewels, and I loved watching them live. But they're just yelling into microphones. So... (laughs) <laughs> Everybody can hate me if they want, man, but I cannot stand uh, rap live, except for uh, obviously a notable handful of shows I've seen. So I think it was pretty easy over over both of those for me to go see for for, for me to check out Benny.
0: I would usually agree with you, but I saw him A twice last year, and that guy is phenomenal live. Um, let me see. Okay, so Benny wraps up four twenty five. Say you stick around for the whole thing or leave a few minutes early. I think from there, my move would want to be to go catch Pusha T. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'd want to go see Push, but I definitely need to get to vintage culture back at the Sahara. So it's going to have to be vintage culture. This is where shit gets
0: messy because Magdalena Bay, Toby, vintage culture all around the same time. Yep. Um, If I'm there... I might go catch a minute of push, maybe go grab another beer, miss push and get a good spot for Magdalena Bay. They're my pick. Are there you going are, vintage culture over mag and toe? There
1: are spots in the beer garden where you can get a beer and watch push, at least from my recollection. So maybe that's the move. Maybe hit the, the beer garden to the right hand side of the main stage, grab a beer, uh, cheers a little bit, walk by Magdalena Bay on our way to vintage culture.
0: <laughs> dude no I can't I can't I can't walk by Magdalena Bay I I like I would I would miss push to get a good spot for them if it was B. but all right let's say catch some of Magdalena Bay on the way to vintage culture if you're not a hard Magdalena Bay stand like I am <laughs> uh vintage culture yeah you got to get in the Sahara you got to get your feet wet right right all right so vintage culture is the perfect fucking way to do that he wraps at 6 15 I think I'm going to sprint to S.G. Lewis and give the middle finger to Blink-182. What about you?
1: All right. So this might be a divisive opinion, but I've seen Blink-182 twice. I've seen them with Tom. I've seen them without Tom. And they were better with Matt, but they're still not really that good. So <laughs>
0: thank you. Like they're if you've not, never they're seen Travis live. Barker drum, sure. Watch him. Why the Sahara? Right. Why is this happening?
1: Honestly, I think it's because emo night went so big last year in the Sahara and Sahara whatever. Uh. And I, honestly, I mean, it's it was probably the only spot where they could push people and people wouldn't be mad. OK,
0: fair, fair. All right. So let's say we get there at some point during SG Lewis, catch all of his set. I think I'm staying put and maybe going to grab some food before K Tornada. Are you going anywhere else during that time?
1: No, I would probably go with you to grab some food to get a to get a spot for uh, gorillas. I think that's the move there, right? Get some. Okay, food. so
0: gorillas after K Tornada, Those yep. stages are pretty close. That lines up. I'm interested in Jamie Jones, but not more than the gorillas. Okay, so Gorillas goes straight up to Chemical Brothers and Chemical Brothers. Are you going to go to Bad Bunny or are you going Maceo? Definitely Maceo
1: Plex. I, I love Bad Bunny, don't get me wrong. I think that his show is going to be epic. I've seen Maceo Plex in the Yuma tent. I saw him close the Yuma tent in 2016, and I would go see it again. That's how good it was.
0: So. I'm going with you. Like I, I like a Bad Bunny song or two. I think he's a hell of an artist. I'll probably catch some of it after Maceo raps. I'm sure he'll still be going for a little bit. Yep. But yeah, I think Maceo Friday night to close the Yuma is definitely the move. Yeah, if, you're, if you're a big hip-hop fan, the Metro Boomin' set, probably going to have Travis Scott, those types of guys at it, right? I think Weekend is confirmed for this weekend. He is, and I'm guessing that's it. That's got to be, right?
1: He's not on the lineup, and there's no other spot to put him unless he wants to come out
0: and do a duet with Bad Bunny, which is unlikely. So we're calling it Metro Bowman. I was thinking the ultimate 2010s R&B, and it's something with him and Frank, but that doesn't make sense. Like, it makes zero sense. I think him doing... Crete with like P. Diddy and Metro Boomin is probably the most likely scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I I would be very surprised if it was anything but
0: that. And that song fucking rules, so yeah, for sure. I would not be against that. For um, sure. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Saturday. It's a good sat- that's a good Friday, bro. That's a hell of a Friday. A that's a Friday. hell of a Friday. To summarize, we're going Kyle Watson, Benny, Push, Mag. Maybe a second of Toby on the way to Vintage Culture, SG <laughs> Lewis, Catronautic, Gorillas, Chemical Brothers, Maceo Plex. That's fucking excellent. That is great that job, Coachella. Is,
1: yeah, that that is worth the two hundred bucks for that day.
0: Uh, we do not have the doolab in front of us either, and a lot of those are surprises. Um Right. If if you can't if you're in the doolab and you're very close, flight facilities are playing that night, so Definitely recommend them.
1: Yeah, definitely. But it's not a lot. But not over Chemical Brothers. (laughs) They're playing at the same time as the Chemical Brothers, and I've never seen Flight Facilities, but
0: I've seen the Chemical Brothers three times. And if I could make it a fourth, I think you know that I would. I'm gonna be like uh, Ryan in the Office. This isn't how Flight Facilities would wanted me to see them. (laughs) This
1: is how Smokey would have wanted it, man. (laughs) Oh, Anka would have
0: wanted it that's exactly it dude Um, All right, let's move on to Saturday Um, I'm looking at the lower names and Loop Daddy's the first one catching my eye what about you? So Scowl is a pretty good
1: hardcore band and I guess this is a personal Coachella story time here every time we would go with a group I would annoy the shit out of all of the girls by saying it's it's 1030 we need to be there in 30 minutes the gates open in 30 minutes (laughs) <laughs> and uh if if i was able to be there early enough scowl is the first set that i would go see however it's definitely got to be loop daddy man if i'm not there if i'm not there to see scowl i mean i'm there at the main stage son get, getting getting my neck all sunburnt just to dance around with loop daddy
0: i fucking agree that's gonna be so much fun dude i i, I think that the I wish he was on a little bit later for a bigger crowd, but that might not even be too big. I think that's going to be the perfect spot for him. I I honestly, go...
1: I thought it was a no-brainer to put him in the Sahara. It really didn't matter what time he yeah. played. I expected it to be kind of early, but like at the main stage at 3 p.m., that's a shaft. Like,
0: yeah, it's personally. a rough spot. It's a rough spot to be in, man. Nobody. it's, it's, it's a rough spot, but I, I think say, he's going make the most of it.
1: I saw Circa survive at a very similar time frame on the main stage and Anthony mm-hmm. Green called us sun babies and told us to roast. So yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it could be a good spot. He could have some fun with it.
0: They played children of the desert at Coachella. That's fucking awesome, man. Circa survived fucking rules. Yeah. That was a very, um, that was a very good time. It was most of the, I think you can find that whole set on YouTube. Um So you're going to have to miss Nail Mail, which the great show, I'm sure Flo Millie I'm not that interested in. Kenny Beats in the Sahara is interesting to me. Where are you going after Luke Daddy?
1: I would I think I would go see the first 20 minutes of Earth Gang and then bounce over to Kenny Beats if if the time, if time permitted. Earth Gang is okay. going to be a is going to be a fucking party, I think. And Kenny B's is going to be a really good time. He, I think, he posted something about bringing your best friends, and he's bringing mm-hmm. his. And I'm sure that's going to be a good time. Uh, but I think Earth Gang's album last year was so good. I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to miss whatever they have planned.
0: You know? Yeah, I think Kenny. I mean, I'm thinking Vince, Denzel, Benny. There's a lot of potential for, right. for Kenny. Yes, Dominic Fike. Uh, all right, so let's say around five-ish. Middle of the day here, we got Charlie on the main, Linda Lindas in the Sonara, in the Mojave, Elderbrook, and DJ Tennis and Carlita back-to-back. Where where are you going?
1: This is my first, like, major, huge conflict area. If I were at this festival, it would be a very difficult choice. I want to see Charlie. I want to see the Mm -hmm. Linda Lindas. I want to see Elderbrook, and I want to see DJ Tennis in the Yuma. I would have a very hard time choosing and it would honestly probably depend on how many drinks I've had in me already and how, how, how badly I want to run over to the Yuma, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that for convenience sake, I would probably take my time and get to Charlie, watch her stuff and just get a good spot for Rosalia. um, Which is at seven. I'm trying to think. Are you going to Rosalia as well, or are you going elsewhere there?
1: Uh, the Breeders are a pretty good band, which I think are playing at a Six, reasonable yeah, time. But so let's say, I mean, it really depends on what I did first, right? If I went to, if I went to Elderbrook and I left you at Charlie, I would probably meet you back at Rosalia. If I yeah. went to DJ Tennis, I'm staying in the Yuma to see
0: Jan Blomfist for sure. Gotcha. Okay, and that wraps at eight. Rosalia wraps at eight ten. I think that's that's the move. I do yeah. Charlie Rosalia. You'll probably do tennis and Blomquist. Maybe, maybe not. But we go from there. You might catch some of Elderbrook as well. From yeah. there, are you going to see the elusive Jai Paul perform his first set ever, or what? <laughs> um, I'm joking. Yeah, uh, hard pass. <laughs> all right. So around eight, we got Tale of Us starting up. Boy Genius eight ten oh who
1: made who in the yuma look man it's between boy genius and tale of us i like who made who don't get me wrong but it's between tale of us and boy genius i'm doing boy genius i i i think i i think i'm doing tale of us i think i mean i get it i I, get it i think i'm doing tale of us i i mean it's fuck man i like boy genius a lot we just reviewed their album last week Mm -hmm. pretty sure we both gave it an eight like yep
0: Yep. Fuck. No, I fucking love that's that, that album, a, that, that's man.
1: a That's a hard time, man. And it's right after the sun goes down, the festival starts to change, you know? So, oh, man, that's mm-hmm. a, that, that, that really is a tough choice, man. It really depends on a number of factors. How close am I to the, to
0: the Sahara tent, you know? Yeah, see, this is Saturday night, which let, let's keep in mind where you're going to be... Um, in terms of influences and other things in your system i think i might just do like boy genius i don't i might even just wander into blackpink for the hell of it and then do <laughs> eric uh, but i don't know man you know me i'm heading random like that underworld's fucking sick and i would love to catch some of underworld live if possible right. but i think your end goal is eric Rides, right for Friends. sure Okay, so we're, are you doing Tale of Us till 9 and then random bullshit until Eric, pretty much? I think
1: you and I are going to be meeting up at, uh, if if I were to do Tale of Us, let's, which, let's be real, I would probably be influenced by whatever I had ingested to do that. I would probably meet you after Tale of Us at uh, Speaker A6, and then you and I would go get a good spot for Eric Prids whenever uh, about twenty. 25 minutes before he starts
0: yeah and i'll let you know how
1: Blackpink was at that point exactly i would i look man i'm super interested in it i watched their set i think it was 2018 2019 one of those yeah and uh it was it was a good it was was like it was a good time i don't really know any of their music i'm a big fan of prids and I've, I've i've been listening to tale of us for a long time so
0: All right. So an imperfect recap of our Saturday is Scal, (laughs) Loop Daddy, some of Earth Gang, maybe Kenny Beats, DJ Tennis and Charlie Rosalia, Boy Genius for me, Tale of Us for you. Random bullshit, Eric Prids.
1: Yep. That's it. Got it. That's
0: Saturday. Got it. That sounds like a usual Saturday, (laughs) kind of aimless. That will give you some time to look at the installation.
1: Right. Yeah. I'd probably be focused on them.
0: All right. Sunday, low-key my favorite day every time I've gone. There's something about the vibe on Sunday where everybody's exhausted but just, like, wants to have a good last day together that I think always carries me through. What about you?
1: I will never forget. I think it was 24. 14 it could have been 2013 walking up walking like to the outdoor theater it's like 102 degrees and i i ran in I ran into my buddy mason and mm-hmm. mason was like i was like where are you going he was like i'm going to see Jimmy Eat world and i was like funny funny you should say i'm on my way there too he brought like four blankets with him and it was great we set up in the shade we watched jimmy world fucking kill it on the outdoor stage in the middle of the day we smoked a bunch of weed it was sunday is the is the let's ingest nothing but cannabis and water and relax all day
0: exactly that's why it's my favorite that's that's my vibe um, all right, let's uh, let's get into Sunday. I think I'm kicking off LPGOB in the Yuma got at to. two o'clock. Got, got to, got
1: to. Not missing LPGOB set. If I were there, I'm not missing LP. All right, that
0: wraps at three. Are you doing Elmico, El, El Michelle's affair, or IDK? Uh,
1: I might go to Stick Figure. Man, where's that at? Oh, okay. outdoor.
0: I'm unaware. Who's Stick Figure?
1: Reggae band. Uh, they're 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 pretty good. I think I might listen to stick figure as i uh as i hydrate and also uh drink some crispy heinekens at the uh pear garden right there
0: that sounds good because i'm going to probably chill until porter i'm not missing that despite this time slot being bullshit let oh me tell God. you why i think what this is what a terrible
1: time slot for porter yeah,
0: we were talking a little bit about this earlier but let me elaborate here so porter is on the the main stage at four forty-five on Sunday, and his music sure is like kind of lo-fi, and might fit that time perfectly. Depending but that on stage... the stage, depending on the song, exactly. But that stage at that time is going to have a lot of foot traffic and a lot of people that are waiting for later acts that are completely unrelated to his music. I think people seeing him during the day without his full lights and production and hearing his like weird pitched vocals. Are going to be kind of turned off personally and i don't think that's because of him i think his fans are still going to love it regardless i would but it it kind of fucking sucks because this has been advertised as his last us nurture show and i think the only reason he would go back on that now is because he does not like the time slot what do you think
1: yeah i think they shafted him i think they really i think I don't know, man. I think that it's it was really rude almost to, to put him there. Uh, they could have put him, like, like literally, like, in the Mojave or something, which is the old mm. Sahara, which he has played a number of times. He did his world set there. And even before that, in 2012, uh, he did his, uh, he did, you know, some Spitfire EP stuff back then in the, in the Sahara. And if they had put him in the Mojave, I think it would have worked better. Even, like, at that time, like if they had switched Porter and Wey's blood, I think that would have been honestly perfect. But not, not, not my monkey, not my zoo. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I like that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that aside, though, I would be fucking stoked to see him, and I would watch him into Caliuchus, who's another person who's been very vocal about how mad she is about these set times apparently she was told this whole time she was going to be performing later in the day when it was darker had her whole light show based around this these are the lights i think for her upcoming tour and she was going to debut all of this this at this show with all the production behind it and the appropriate dimness in the sky and now she got told the day of set times coming out that she's being pushed up to six obviously it's still a pretty good set time for her but it's gonna gonna take away a lot of the the effects and production that i think she was looking to show off for this and i think a lot of that has to do with this this like hour and a half of dead time that they're giving before frank ocean yeah i don't know if they pushed these people earlier because of more acts or if they really pushed them because of just what would you call this like an anticipatory pause in the in the music?
1: I would I would say either his set is, like, his stage production is extremely elaborate. Or they're letting people get things out of the way before they basically completely shut down the festival for Frank. I mean, if, yeah. you, lo- if you look at the set times, they're up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Frank Ocean is playing at... Ten five. He'll have two hours, you know, to play. The festival is a sharp cut off at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, they've fined people before, uh, and yeah, I think I think they're shutting down the festival at midnight. I think that they're. I I, I don't know, man. I, I don't really get it. His set production has to be either extremely elaborate or it's they're giving people time to go get whatever they have in their system out of it before a very quiet set, which Frank. So Frank ocean is going to be a quiet set. Right. Mm -hmm. But do they really have to close down like the entire festival? Even like the Doolab has an hour gap.
0: Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, There could be a surprise somewhere in there. I doubt it, but there could be Um, getting back on track though. I, I think I'm going Porter Cali. Are you sticking for Callie or are you going to Sasha and Digweed? I'm most definitely going to be a
1: Sasha and Digweed. I'm sorry, Callie, you just, but uh,
0: legends are playing. I think you're fine there. Um, She wraps up 40 minutes before they're done. So I, I'm actually probably going to go to Dominic Fike after her, which would wrap at 740. Where are you going after? I guess they would wrap about the same time as Sasha and Digweed. So we're both out around seven 40. Where are we going from there? You
1: and I are going to go to the main stage beer gardens, have a beer and listen to the sweet, soft sounds of Bjork.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> yep. Bjork to beers. That's fun, man. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to
1: exit the Yuma tent as Sasha and digweed completely destroys my brain chemistry. And you're going to meet me there. And we are going to have a beer
0: at the main stage. I think that's perfect. I love it. Uh, other than maybe you going Adam Bayer, is, is the wrap-up Bjork, Knocked Loose, Fisher, Chris Lake, Frank Ocean, Boris Brekka? That's most
1: definitely it, man. I've okay. seen Adam Bayer. I'm good on it. I, I think he does a great set, and I am always paying attention to him and his label. Um, I, I, I definitely think that. I want to catch a little bit of Fisher, Chris Lake. I want to catch a lot of yeah. bit of Knocked Loose, if anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's our last chance to rage in a mosh pit on, on a Sunday at Coachella for Knocked Loose and then hit Fisher and Chris Lake and then Frank and then Boris. But can we talk for a moment how they put Gordo closing the Yuma? None of that yeah, makes that's any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Sasha and Digweed should be closing it. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I agree. Oh wow. Um, to wrap up our our Sunday would be LPGOB into stick figure into Porter Robinson, Kelly for me, Sasha and Digweed for you, Dominic Fike for me. We're gonna go to Bjork, Knocked Loose, Fisher back to back with Chris Lake at the outdoor Frank Ocean on the main, and then Boris Brecca until they kick us out.
1: Honestly, they gave they only gave Boris forty minutes for his set. He's barely going to be like into his set at that moment. I really hope they they pull that back a little bit and give him like an hour at the very least. If they can give him an hour and 15, I think that would I think that would really let him set up set us up for the journey. Cuz like we've said a number of times when we review his his like even just like singles, this man just takes you on a fucking journey. And if he can't properly set that up, I don't think that it's going to be I don't think it's going to live up to his level of production. If you, if you catch my drift,
0: we'll see as long as he plays black unicorn, I do not care. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. For those of you going, hope you have fun. Let us know in the comments, how your time was, uh, on to some housekeeping notes. If you like yes. the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. And last but not least, Follow the playlist that this whole podcast is based on. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay, with all of that out of the way, we can begin this week's episode, starting with a new one from Excision, Wooly, and the Devil Wars Prada called Reasons. I fucking loved this one, man. It was my runner-up for (laughs) Song of the Week. It's perfectly balanced as far as these types of collaborations go, and I would not mind hearing a few more collaborations between these artists together how are you feeling about it
1: yeah man uh this is super fucking interesting i am i've never been the biggest fan of uh woolly uh and you can hear kind of his influence a little bit on that on that second drop but i i really like excision and uh, the Devil Wars Prada influence. I love when the like the kind of drums do their thing, and then Mike's vocals sound fucking great. Um, it really took me back and made me listen to the Suicide Season uh, from Bring Me the Horizon reconfigured mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, what is it, Tech One and Skrillex and and all those yep. and all those all those fun artists. Man, that was it was a good time. It was a good time listening. What a to
0: that. time! What a time! Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got a new one from Underworld called And the Color Red. I had a feeling we'd be getting some new music from them after seeing them on the Coachella lineup. Right. They could easily hold that spot with their existing discography, but having a new track like this to work in is even better. And what a fucking track it is, man. It's a throwback to the like more bare bones EDM that you and I grew up on, but it's full of all the little things that make Underworld the the legends they are. I'm a big fan of this one. What about you?
1: Yeah, uh, this is a a banging Tech House tune uh released just in time for the lead up to coachella i hope i hear it dropped at this set um along with a lot of other a lot of other tunes of theirs uh this is some good shit man
0: agree uh moving on we got a new one from dylan francis and ng called pretty people what are your thoughts on this one
1: another ng feature this is the second one we've covered and both have been pretty good uh this is an interesting track for me it's kind of like a blend of eras for mr francis uh which I, I i personally enjoyed
0: Uh i thought it was a decent instrumental i thought that the mindless hook on it wasn't doing a lot for me but the artwork for this single being a variation of the last two singles he's dropped as right. dylan francis is starting to make me think that these are part of an album rollout we'll see i don't think he's dropped an album under his like dylan francis name since 2021 but Released an excellent project as DJ Hansel earlier this year. I wasn't really expecting him to follow that up so soon with new music of his (laughs) own. But if he wants to drop two albums this year, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, man. I saw this and I was like, really? Is he that busy?
0: Yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. Um, All right, man. Talk to me about this new one from Elohim called Breathe. Did you not hear the feed me energy
1: in this track, John? (laughs) I did. I did. Oh my god! This might be one of my favorite Elohim songs.
0: It's a fucking banger. It's it's, it's incredible. It's it's dude, so good. It, I think this is one of the best songs that she's dropped in a while, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, she uh, she really did it this time. Um. Is she gonna put out a fucking album or something soon? I feel like we've been covering nothing but like singles and features of her since we've been doing this.
1: I fucking hope so, man. I uh, I love the majority of her projects, and God, I just I I, I gotta th- I gotta shout out the Glitch Mob for a sec because they featured her on her on their album, See Without Eyes, and we my my wife and I would not know about Elohim if it were not for that feature. And the fact that they uh, had her open up for them at, during that tour for that album. So uh, shout out there. And my man, this, this this song got me. This was on repeat all week.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic one. Not your song of the week?
1: No, I've got one other one that I was just like, damn. We'll, we'll, we'll get right. to it soon. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, uh, moving on to this new one from Jamie Jones and Channel Tress called Got Time For Me. This one is every bit as exquisite as I thought it would be when I saw the two names <laughs> attached to it, instant vibe, perfect collaboration. How are you feeling about the, it? The
1: perfect collaboration are my notes, man. This collab needs to happen way more often. Uh, just like you, I saw I on saw my little notification bell on Spotify. I was like, Jamie Jones and Channel Triss, let's go.
0: Yup. Uh, that'd be fun if Jamie Jones brought out Channel for a little appearance at Coachella.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I think he's playing an, uh, a side party out here in Palm Springs. So it, it is, it is, it might not be likely, but it is more than
0: possible. It's all on the table. Yep. Uh, moving on to this new one from Alesso and Ty Dollasign $ign called Kata Body. The EDM blogs have been losing their fucking shit over this one since it dropped at Ultra. And I agree it's good, but I also think it's a little generic. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Pete, I, I haven't seen any talk about this, so I just gave my opinion, which is the hook is catchy and Alesso's production is fine, but I kind of don't like this track that much.
0: Yep, <laughs> i kind of in the same spot. <laughs> That's uh, where I'm at. Let's move on to some R&B. We got a track from Kiana Lede and Ella May called Jealous. Kiana hasn't dropped an album since we started doing this podcast, but the few singles of hers that we've covered have all been excellent. It's awesome hearing her with another top tier R&B artist like Ella. It's a great collab and it puts her in close company with her peers as far as I'm concerned. No album announcement yet, but I think we're heading towards one. What did you think of this one? I know you like Ella.
1: Yeah, my my notes say uh, both Kiana and Ella have such beautiful voices.
0: Yeah, gorgeous, man. Fucking Straight love up. this one. Uh, got a new one from Emotional Oranges and Takei Maids. called Be Somebody. Really digging this one, man. Fun instrumental, great back and forth. I liked it. What about you?
1: My man, I really like this one. Uh, the production is phenomenal, and uh, Takei has that bounce that is just, like, unmistakable mm-hmm. at this point. So oh. let's go, man. This was a great track.
0: Um, All right, man. We have a new one from Amine and Keitronada, who are calling their, their group Keitramine. And this one's featuring Pharrell. It's called Forever. You already know that I love this one. Uh, it's my fucking song of the week their new (laughs) album that's scheduled to be released on may 12th went straight to my top of like my most anticipated list after its announcement last week i'm fucking stoked on this one i've played this one at least like three times a day since it's dropped are you enjoying it
1: john this song is also my song of the week this project is going to be so much fun uh, I've been on and off about Kay Trinata's production for like a long time. You and I have talked about this a number of times on the, on the podcast, but man, this is great, dude. I'm pretty, I'm really excited for this project.
0: Yeah. Um, everyone should just clear the way for that one. Yeah. And it's coming pretty soon. Less like a little under a month away now. That's how, that's how you do an album rollout. You don't announce it six
1: months, uh, six months ahead of time. You, you go, Hey, I'm dropping in a month. Here's a track.
0: Yep. They put out a music video and there's a little snippet of another new song at the end of it. Nice. Um very excited for this whole project.
1: Nice.
0: Moving on, we got a new one from Toby and Guique called Bravo. Talk to me about this one. God damn. This
1: is a minute and <laughs> a half of Toby just being him. Yep. And <laughs> oh man. I uh I, I I honestly I couldn't stop listening to this track all week, but it, it's
0: It's just, it's, the guy has a, the guy has a way with words. I'm just going to leave it at that. He does. And I want to talk about that because first of all, this track is fucking hard. It's incredible. His flow is impeccable. It's, it's great. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him perform this one at Coachella on the stream, but this is also one of those tracks that shows you that delivery and tone is everything. Because I think if Drake said that Usher my way Frank Sinatra line, it would be corny <laughs> as hell. But Toby says it and it's fucking poetry. Straight up.
1: <laughs> I have been all week. I've been I've been saying like I've been just just like to myself. I've been because I'm way, way, way up. You know, like. Yep.
0: Yep. Of course. Of course. Uh, Great song. All right. Let's move on to this new one from Joey Badass called Fallen. I have a feeling that you enjoyed this one. Am I right?
1: Joey's on some love song shit, man. I love it.
0: I knew you would, uh, especially the instrumental on in this one. It's got that it's really jazzy, game. soulful feel. I so really good. dug it. I just wish that he actually rapped over it a little bit more, uh, but I do enjoy it. Okay, moving on to one you threw on here from Albert Hammond Jr. and Goldlink called 199. Talk to me about this one.
1: So for those who don't know, Albert Hammond Jr. is the guitarist for the Strokes. Uh, And I saw Albert Hammond Jr. and I saw Goldlink and I said, this is weird. (laughs) So I listened to it and I really liked it. So I threw it on the playlist. Uh, Very interesting collaboration for Albert, but I think that it does work. It is weird, though, that I'm pretty sure Albert Hammond Jr. announced an album or a project to go along with this. It's weird that we would get that before we got a new Strokes album, because I know as of like mid last year, a Strokes
0: album had been like done being recorded. So who knows? We'll have to see how that shakes out. But I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one, man. Beyond little parts in the instrumental, I did not think this one worked. I thought it was Interesting. as weird of a collaboration as you thought it was when you saw the pair. The <laughs> paper. But I'm glad you enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, man. I, I, I didn't hate it, which I thought I was going to hate it, but I didn't
0: hate it. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty neat. Um, moving on, we got a new one from Arizona called Dark Skies. I thought this one was good. We've been covering them for a while now, and all of their music sounds kind of the same to me. Um, some songs lean more in one direction than the other, but it's all kind of indie pop rock at its core, which has always been a subgenre that I've struggled to get into. But I haven't disliked any of their music. I haven't really loved any of it either, but I'm excited to get the chance to make a full opinion when their new album drops May 12th. I'm Are you excited for, you. for that one?
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited for you to have a, a, like more of a formed opinion based on like an entire project, and I really love how you and I wait for entire projects to f- form full opinions. But look, man, this is catchy, it's poppy, and it's got like this kind of dark vibe to it, thanks to the down tuning yeah. of the bass. And I, re- I I actually really liked this song, man.
0: Yeah, I I didn't think it was bad. I, I I'm curious about the album. I threw it on our our release radar so we will be checking that one out when it drops yep uh moving on we got a new one from beach fossils called dare me how are you enjoying this one yeah uh this is a
1: beach Fossils song you can tell by the way that it is uh look yep. man I'm, I'm i've been a fan of beach fossils for three or four years now and i just I, for some reason i just can't get uh, fucking enough of them. <laughs> like I just love it. I pre-ordered this uh the the this album and I'm excited to hear it in full at this point. I think it comes out also in May. I think it comes out early next month. So, no, it actually comes out in June.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a little ways out, but June 2nd. Yep. Um this is another group where all of their music sounds kind of the same to me, but I think they do it a little bit better than a lot of groups we cover who I'd lump into the same category. I've enjoyed both singles they've dropped and I'm looking forward to the album.
1: You know, I think surf rock specifically is one of those subgenres that is difficult to you can't it's it's like it's like techno. There are certain rules and like sounds that are associated with it. And if you want to make something like it, you have to work within those rules. I think that beach fossils does a very good job of innovating within the rules that are set before them for the sound that they're going for. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we're going to be pretty surprised by their project. So uh, I, I, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of like real estate to me. I know how it's going to sound. It's going to be different than their last album. It's not going to be very different, but it's going to be different. And I know I'm going to like it. that. that that's, that's kind of my my perspective. I think
0: you know? that's fair. Innovating within the rules is a good way to put it. Right. Um. All right. Let's move on to this new one from Trash called Fire Department. We have arrived at our MySpace song of the week. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we've covered this group before or not, but I really dug this track. It's a lot of fun. Wish it was a little bit longer. That's what she said, but it's a good one. How are you feeling about it? Twinkly emo music. So hot right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. I really like this band. So good for them.
0: Uh, All right. Tell me about this one you threw on here called Poundland of Hope and Glory by a group called Therapy. So, uh, th- thank you for putting that question mark
1: inflection Fletcher, in it. Uh, I hadn't heard of this band until like late last year. Apparently, they're kind of a big deal in like the early and the like mid '90s grunge scene across the pond, if you will. Uh, okay. I was never informed about this. Uh, the song is good. I had followed them late last year. This is a new single from a new album of theirs. So uh, I really liked this song. I thought it was really good. And I'm excited to kind of dive into their past music and then also into their new music. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've heard of a grunge rock group from Northern Ireland before, but right. I definitely like it. The The track's a little repetitive, but I think it works.
1: Again, I was not informed. <laughs>
0: well, now you are. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this new one from Fear Factory called New Messiah. How are you feeling about it?
1: All right. We have two new re-releases slash remasters scheduled this year for Fear Factory. Uh, this is a new song off of Industrialize, uh, But I really added this song not only because it's a new song, but uh, they have replaced their singer, which we talked about uh, when we listened to their last album last year, or was it the year before, Aggression Continuum uh they've replaced their vocalist burton c bell with a different vocalist from my understanding they found the new vocalist which is not featured on this track which we'll probably hear new music from either late this year or early next year by checking out youtube cover videos and i really wanted to hear your thoughts about that approach for bands finding new vocalists
0: i I think it's fine. I, I I think anywhere you can find somebody that fits what you're looking for it doesn't matter. Bro, I matter, think that's really. awesome. I think that's yeah. so
1: cool, man, that they're like, "You know what? Art. We need to find somebody who sounds similar. Let's check out random people covering our songs on YouTube." That's just that's just fuel for people to get out there and to to, to get out there and put their put their passion out there, and I think that that's fucking awesome.
0: Well, this is like when J. Cole recently looked up j cole type beats on youtube and grabbed one and randomly actually recorded lyrics over it and sent Wait, it he? to the guy
1: yeah i didn't know this
0: yeah yeah um yeah I'll, I'll send we'll put it in our show notes i'll send it to you after the show yeah he, looked, awesome. he was like looking for music while working on music and typed in j cole type beat found one that some dude made wrapped over it and posted it up and pretty That's much fucking like awesome it yeah yeah pretty rad
1: what'd you think of this (laughs) song new messiah it is a new song we've never heard from fear factory
0: uh i found myself nodding along to it every time it came on this week
1: for sure nice
0: yeah definitely didn't dislike it neat uh moving on to this new one from unearth called into the abyss this track is fucking rad dude it's (laughs) giving me some like as i lay dying or haste the day vibes and i'm fucking digging it and that that fucking guitar solo part shoved in the yep. middle just beautiful man really good stuff you enjoying this one too so
1: this was my runner-up for song of the week okay and if i had fair listened to this one more than that ketronata song or that ketramine song i uh probably would have chosen this one but my man this album is going to be so good I am smelling an album of the year contender for metalcore at the very least. And like that subgenre and we're mm-hmm. only like a f- we're only like a few singles in man, like both of the other singles. This is it's tight. It's groovy. It's full of both metal and hardcore content that in my opinion is they, they just have the purest metalcore sound. If somebody wanted to hear what metalcore sounded like, I would tell them to just shuffle unearth's discography. This is pure. There's breakdowns, there's guitar solos, there are groove, double-kick grooves. Like, it's it's so good, man.
0: Their new album, The Wretched, The Ruinous, comes out May 5th. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, sure will. Well, let's go from that straight into a harp cover of a Nirvana song. (laughs) Talk to me about this one.
1: I just wanted you to hear it, man. I think it's really silly and unnecessary, but
0: here we are. Well, thank you for adding it. I enjoyed it. I love the heart, man. It's a fucking beautiful instrument. I followed this girl on Instagram who does like renditions of R&B songs on her harp, surrounded by her plants. And I always stop and listen when they come on. It's amazing. Hearing a Nirvana song played on a harp, though, feels like a fucking glitch in the Matrix. But the more I listened to it, the more I liked it.
1: I I, I liked it. I think it's, again, I I still do think that it's kind of silly.
0: It is. It's very silly, of course. (laughs) All right, we got a couple of EPs this week. One from Ignez called Adventurine. That's our first one up. Talk to me about it.
1: All right, so we covered Ignez's uh, singles with Roadhead a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and I hit that follow button on Ignez and here we go with a new EP. Uh, look man, this is uh, this is techno. That's about the 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 that that's my notes.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> leave it to him. To deliver us a fresh pack of pure uncut techno like this, man, it is,
1: it is very pure.
0: It, it's it's the type of music best enjoyed in like a dingy club in Berlin where everybody wears way too much black. But I'm glad he gave us this so I can work on my dance moves for our eventual trip to the motherland of dance music. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you, Ignaz. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to this one from South Pacific called Radar Road. You threw this one on here. Wasn't expecting some shoegaze this week, but I really enjoyed it. Tell me about this band and how you enjoyed the EP.
1: Look, man, I don't know how I found this band. I don't know how they came up in my in my notification bell. I had followed them at some point over what I'm assuming the last few years. I, I, I liked it. It's mostly intr- instrumental sc- shoegaze. And, man, I think that that's neat.
0: Yeah, man. Some weeks I love shoegaze. Some weeks I hate it this week i loved it the the whole ep is just quality music to vibe to and offered some truly beautiful moments throughout its brief runtime there's there's really not a miss on it but that that title track that kicks it off is just pure artwork yes sir hitting on a lot of those same notes that like Paranol does at their best yep that would be a fucking hell of a tour by the way i imagine yes that would be fucking rad um Two short but very funny EPs. Thanks for adding those. Yeah. All right, man. Are you ready to talk about the albums? Let's talk about some albums, John. All right, man. First up, we got Ellie Goulding's album, Higher Than Heaven. What are your thoughts on it?
1: All right, man. This is a pretty straightforward dance pop album. Her voice is her voice. It is iconic in dance music, and she's clearly still got it here. I I have liked apparently two for two Big Sean features on albums this year. So that's interesting. What is wrong? Um, (laughs) uh, hmm. Uh, I honestly don't have too much to say about this album, man. I enjoyed it, but it kind of blends together after a while. There's not a lot of variation in how her songs kind of like sound, I guess. It's it's just... Mm -hmm. It's just a number of attempts at pop bangers, except for like dance pop bangers, except for maybe waiting for it. Uh other than that, I, I did like the album. I'm gonna give it somewhere around a mid six. Uh my standout is Let It Die. What did you think about Ellie Golding's Higher Than Heaven?
0: I love your review of her voice as her voice. I think that, she should that that use that, that on, on her marketing is. material. Um I thought it was fine. I didn't I didn't get much from it. It's Tonally and rhythmically repetitive and I even though I occasionally enjoyed it most of the production was super bland and boring I enjoyed a few tracks though C- cure for love waiting for it and better man were all solid my standout though is also let it die it's the first time in years she's reminded me of the artist I remember being blown away by when I first heard lights yep. and it's cool to hear traces back to that era and her sound today overall though i'm feeling like a five or a six on this one it's okay but i would not go out of my way to listen to it again
1: yeah it's not going on my album of the year lift list
0: it should go on your album of the year lift (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's move on to this new one from daniel caesar called never enough dude does not miss man uh The album opens with my two favorite songs on it, Ocho Rios and Valentina, both perfect and should be added to all of its essential mixes immediately. The singles sound better within the context of the full album, and album cuts like Disillusioned and Buyer's Remorse are incredible. I'm giving this one an eight. My standouts are the first two tracks, but Disillusioned and Vincent Van Gogh were pretty close runners up as well. How are Vincent,
1: you feeling about it? Vincent Van Gogh is a good song, man. Um
0: I love that one.
1: All right. So as you know, this is not my speed of RB. Uh for what it is, though, it is fucking great. Daniel Caesar's voice is just really phenomenal, man. There's no denying it here. The production is a little too down tempo for me, but there's like a lot of classic love songs and like some ballads to hear on this one. And mm-hmm. even though it kind of drags for me due to the tempo, like as a project. I think it's very well produced and performed. Uh, I will come back to it when I'm feeling a little bit more like in this mood. Uh, We'll see how it resonates with me. I wasn't really in this mood all week. Uh, But uh, look, man, the strings on Pain is Inevitable are gorgeous behind his voice. Unstoppable is a great closure for the album. And Vincent Van Gogh is such a good track, man. Uh, Positive vibes and confidence, recurring themes throughout the album. I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, My standouts are either Vincent Van Gogh or "Pain is inevitable.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I wasn't expecting you to be blown away by it. Like you said, I know this isn't exactly your tempo, but I knew there'd be a lot on here you would enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I sure did.
0: Yeah, revisit it later in the year. I think you'll dig it.
1: I'm sure I will, man.
0: Uh, let's move on to this new one from they called new moon. I had really high expectations for this and it lived up to all of them, as is the case with all of their albums. It's perfectly imperfect. It's messy. It's rough around the edges, but that's what makes it the they album. And that's what makes it great. They dropped a bunch of singles and I'm pretty sure they all made the album. And while I wasn't really thinking of cohesion as they were all being released, I think they all fit together pretty well they really locked in on a production style for this project, which yep. allowed them to curate a more specific vibe than usual. And I think it benefited them. They managed to land in that rare space of having this album feel meticulously crafted, but not overthought. There's too many highlights on here for me to talk about all of them. So I'll just run through, uh, some of the favorites off the top of my head. We got the weird ticket, tick a clock ad lib on in the mood. Love that. The, uh, <laughs> The arpeggiated guitar on the Moonlight Instrumental, yep. everything about Blue Moon, that pitched up lo-fi hip-hop collab on 301 Freestyle, and the weird but kind of great Casey Musgraves collab. <laughs> I don't really agree with the sentiment of the song, it, but it's so well done that it's hard not to vibe along Blue to. it. have thought? You, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really don't agree with it. But like, they they sing it so convincingly. I'm just like, you should wait for him. You should. (laughs) He doesn't deserve it. But you totally should. Uh, Yeah, only they could make me think a fuck boy thought like that is rational. Um, (laughs) The Weeknd and Drake are quivering with jealousy hearing that. I'm sure. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about this one, man. I love it. It's probably an eight. I'm going to bump it up to a nine because I just I really do dig it. My my standout's Blue Moon because how could it not be? How are you feeling about it?
1: Well, uh, these guys have a confidence to them that elevates their music to just another level, man. And it complements the production on every single track. Uh, At 42 minutes, it's the perfect length for this type of album. Um, I love how they don't lean too heavily on features. They just really, they just get in there and they do it. Uh, The features they do have, though, on the record are great, and they fit well into every track that they're on, especially that Casey Musgraves feature, which, again, I don't agree with, but I appreciate the (laughs) song. Um, (laughs) The overlaid acoustic guitars throughout the album are fucking awesome, and they really do, like you said, curate a vibe here. I think... I think as it slows down towards the end of the album, it's like kind of starts to drag for me. I genuinely Mm -hmm. don't understand why artists do this. They kind of like slow it down towards like just past the halfway mark. I just like keep either do that up front and build up or don't. Um, Maybe, maybe that's just me. Uh, I think, I'm Just Going Through the Motions is a great closer and a really cool feature from Black Bear. Overall, I uh, I like this album. I'm going to come back to it throughout the year for sure. It's most definitely an eight for me, and Blue Moon is the best song on the album.
0: Yes, yes. Glad Glad you're coming around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've always been a fan of They. I'm just glad that our tastes are aligned in pretty much what we enjoy about them.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, this album was really easy to see why I've liked them for so long, you know?
0: Yeah. And this is easily their... I don't know if it's their most R&B project to date, but it's it's up there. For sure. Um. All right. Let's talk about this new Wednesday album, Rat Saw God. I've been interested in hearing your thoughts on this one all week, so please dive in. <clears throat>
1: Well, I, t- I don't really know where to start with this record, man. I uh, I really like the music, and I'm glad that they're getting some recognition because I really do like the band. I was not prepared for so many of the kind of yodeling voice cracks over and over and over again <laughs> it is done well in some areas and then not so much and super kind of grading in some areas uh other than that specific thing that rubbed me the wrong way kind of throughout the album i do think this album is really good and when i was able to kind of ignore the fact that that annoyed me the rest of the instrumentals and the lyrics and all of that came together man it's got that indie rock feel and also like a little bit of that 90s grunge feel i think they have a pretty unique sound it kind of reminds me of a cross between like the best the cranberries and anything that karen o is involved in um when we first reviewed this band they had a little bit less than a hundred thousand monthly listeners when we reviewed the first single we ever reviewed from them uh they have quadrupled that number uh with the singles marketing and release of this album that is a giant feat i don't know I mean, you can tell they work pretty hard Uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad they're getting their flowers Uh, with honest and vulnerable lyrics, unique instrumentals and clearly emotional vocal inflections. I think that this album will end up on quite a few year end lists. It'll probably be in the top 15 of Pitchforks. And I'm not sure where it'll end for me at the end of the year, but I will say that I did really like it somewhere between a seven and an eight for me. What did you think about it?
0: Overall, I liked it. It kicks off with. Two bangers of completely different varieties, the loud and to the point hot, rotten grass smell and the also loud, but slightly more sprawling and complex Bull Believer, which also turned out to be my standout. But after those two tracks, my enjoyment of this album started to come and go. Got Shocked is a very solid album cut, but they they start to lose me with Formula One and Chosen to Deserve before getting things slightly back on track with Bath County. The album remains a hit and miss for me from there, but I think it had more hits than misses. So I'm going to give it a six. And yeah, Bull Believer is my standout.
1: Did I not say that's also my standout?
0: Oh, you did not. But I I assumed it feels like it's it's easily the best one on the album. And I agree with you. I think they are going to get a lot of critical acclaim at the end of this year, which good for them.
1: Yeah, good for them, man. I think uh, think they deserve it. I think that they're putting in the work and, and or the marketing dollars and they're making it happen.
0: I agree. (laughs) Um, All right, man, let's wrap it up this week with this new album from Thomas Bangalter of Daft Punk. This one's called Mythologies. What do you think of his orchestral debut?
1: How do you rate a classical album because you don't like there's so much that goes into it. So I'm just going to spoil my review. I did not give this one a score, not because it doesn't like deserve a score, but because I just don't feel qualified to. Uh, This is beautiful (laughs) at times. It's haunting at times. Uh, And it is fully within Bangalter's wheelhouse. I have always maintained that electronic music and classical music have so many similarities. There's builds, there's strong and sharp instrumentals, there's crescendos, there's kind of like the lawlessness of like an open soundscape, as there aren't really many rules unless you like care about subgenre categorization and look man I think this is composed and performed beautifully and I can't really say anything else man I was engaged for the whole hour and a half every time I listened to it and while I haven't listened to it as much as as much classical music as I probably should have in my lifetime I mm-hmm. really liked this one man this was pretty cool what did you think about it?
0: I agree and echo all of your sentiments, man. It's it's a beautiful piece of music, and it's not the least bit surprising that he can compose epic orchestral pieces like this just as well as he made dance music. I didn't score it, but I fucking enjoyed it.
1: Nice. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man.
0: Yeah. Is this one you're going to seek out on vinyl? No. No. I think he did an interview with Pitchfork, though, talking about creating this out of the death of daft punk which is a pretty interesting read if you want to check it out i did he
1: talks about ai a little bit which is an interesting concept yeah
0: um we should throw that in the show notes if anybody else wants to check it out we'll do that do you want to know what we're going to be talking about next week fuck yeah i do man all right so we are going to be talking about new albums from black thought metallica white thing magdalena bay We'll be recapping weekend one of Coachella and a whole lot more. I'm already looking forward to it. Drink every time we say Lars or double kick drum next week. (laughs) If you're watching Coachella on YouTube, stream the Caliuchas set. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good. I'm good, man. All right. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.